Thank you, Rebbe, for the introduction. Brenda, thank you for inviting me. And uh, we're in the middle of Arizman now, we're learning Masechus Chulin. Rebbe Brenda said there'd be a Chizik in Limerat so if I could have a small part in Chizik Limerat I took that opportunity to, to join the Kailu for tonight. Um, the sheets were handed out with Marmot Kaimis. I know that Ervin is a, I'm not sure, a hot topic or a sometimes uh, much talked about topic in the city of Los Angeles. That topic really is discussing more the walls around the city. Are there sufficient walls? You have to have two walls, three walls, four walls. That's the general halacha in order to carry on Shabbos. It has to be an enclosed area. There's a halacha on top of that. Even if you're in an enclosed area, you might be in an apartment building. Doors, walls, no opening. Completely enclosed, and you still may not carry. So that is that first Rambam that was mentioned on the sheet. The Rambam says in Halacha Aleph Nechaz Erevin, There are many neighbors, residents living in a courtyard. We call for, call for them out at an apartment building. Each one living in their own home, their own residence. Din Torah, as far as the Torah is concerned, a person may carry there. Halacha Beis, the Rambam says, however, me divrei seifrim. In fact, you know, interesting, Halacha Al, you can see maybe this is one of the key points of the Erev in question, Los Angeles. The Rambam says, medina. When you're carrying in a city, a very large area, if it's enclosed, you may carry there, min ha-tayrim. And the Rambam adds a few key words. Surrounded by a wall, that's the sheer, that's the minimum measurement for considered a wall in the Torah. It has doors and they're locked at night. A city, think of the old city in Yerushalayim, there's an opening, but they really see there's room for doors to close. They have big doors, and in all the old cities, the doors close at night. In a city that has a Rosh Hashanah, this might be a very important criteria. You could have walls, but if people are coming in and out through a very wide opening, you might have what's called the Tzuras HaPesach. That means it's halachic. It's a doorway that has the two posts and the string going over it. But if people are walking through either underneath it or even in the city itself, the Rambam seems to say you have to have locked doors at night. Otherwise, that's not sufficient. So that's one of the main areas of concern with those that say maybe the, the air you know, is better to avoid using. We'll leave that topic for, you know, for a different time, and I'm sure that's discussed plenty here. But this is the halacha base, the next important topic. People may not carry in any Yachid that has areas that are separated, separate residences, apartments, homes, unless all those residents make an Eruv Erev Shabbos. When people ask, is the Eruv up? That's what we're referring to, are the strings you know, in place? Are the walls in place? Did they not, you know, not, they didn't fall down, they didn't tear? That's not what an Eruv really is. Those are the walls. Are the walls and the doors up? That's one question. The Eruv, we say an Eruv is really this second point. After all is done and you finished all the construction, in order to carry, you have to have the ma'ariv, the residents have to join together starting from Erev Shabbos. The dovrezeh takana shleimah. This was shleimah melech in his bezdin, where misakin is takana. And the Rambam explains in Allah, hey, why did he do this for? If everything is really sufficient, it's a full rishus hayachid, why do you have to have what's called an Eruv? He says, because 
Lefichach, in Allah Hey, therefore, Tikein Shekoshus Hayachish Shetecholik Bediyurin, if there are people living in separate homes, and basically, when I read all the words, is when a person carries out from their own private home to the, to the publicly used courtyard, it has a little bit of a look of carrying from a Rishus Hayachid, a private residence, to a Rishus Harabim. That's a communal area. And since we know in HaTorah, one may not carry from a private residence into a Rishus Harabim, if there's no what we call Erev, it's a full fledged Rishus Harabim, and the mistake might be made, people looking at the situation would say, this looks like a Rishus Harabim, we're all using it together. Everyone's out here, you know, doing the swings and the slides, and it's just like a big public area, and your home is private. Shleimelech was concerned that people could get mixed up. Even maybe not a learned person, women, children, anybody who's using this area to carry in and out, and they can make that mistake of thinking, there's no halacha of not carrying on Shabbat, because I'm doing carrying from my home into the public area. So what was the safeguard to that? I mean, you know, sometimes a person can think that it sounds extreme. Why? I only carry when there's an area. No, mistakes are not made. But you know, when it comes to uh, Rosh Hashanah, when it comes to Sukkot, we all know that the first day of Sukkot falls out on Shabbos, the first day, or Rosh Hashanah falls out on Shabbos, we don't take our little Vanessa, we don't blow Shafer. These are the two great mitzvahs, Shafer and Rosh Hashanah. Why not blow Shafer and what's wrong with Shabbos? There isn't really anything wrong with Shabbos. According to the Torah, you make blow the Shafer on Shabbos. But there's a concern, a person in, in a rush to do the mitzvah properly, even to make the bracha properly or to know how to blow the shofar, he might take that shofar and run to his rabbi's house to teach him how to blow. And he'll carry it right from his house, right into the Rosh Hashanah. So because of that mistake of a possibility of a, even a singular person carrying on Rosh Hashanah, being over, which is Shabbos, being over one of the Lama Tesmalachas, Chazal said it's not worth it. We're going to do without the whole shofar of Rosh Hashanah that day to ensure that nobody carries the shofar on Shabbos. So you see the extremes that Chazal went to to make sure people do everything properly and not to make that mistake. So Shlomo Melech saw here that it, people can make this mistake. And therefore he said, what can we do to make sure that no one ever mistaken this din that they're carrying on Shabbos in an enclosed area from private, very private area to more of a public area, let's make an Erev. So Allah, Allah the Rambam says, what is an Erev? Hushi Yisarev Ubemaychel Echad. We all join together with a, with a food, we call it a box of matzahs. We all join together, we own it together. It's, this is our meal for Shabbos. If a person wants to eat it, they go to the place where the Erev is, and they can all take from it. They all could take from it. What does the Erev accomplish? That since, since we're all together in this food, which is in the house, so too, the publicly seeming area that seems public we're all, we're shutfit here, we're, 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 we're joined together in the home, and we're joined together in the chutz, so it doesn't look like two separate types of rishuris, it's all the same. We're all together here. Oh, if we're all together, then the person no longer makes a mistake and say, I'm carrying from something very private to something very public. And Rashi and Misach says the same thing. The Chazal were concerned with carrying from Rishadiyachot to Rishadiyachot. Now, technically, it's possible, for example, even the city of Los Angeles, are we all aware that there's an Erev Chatseris? Is there one? Women carrying out of the house, let's say, from here on to Pico Boulevard, I think it's included in the Erev, Pico Boulevard. They could say, listen, I'm, it's my private home, and I'm carrying out into the regular street. They'll go to Vancouver and do the same thing. Well, they think that, one second, there's something called the special Erev here that they don't have in Vancouver. 
but as far as they're concerned, they, they're carrying from their private home to a public area. That mistake could be made. The only way to alleviate that mistake is if they're all aware that there's an Erev Chatzeris. That's not private and public. We're all together. This is all the same Rishos. We're all together in everything, in our private home and in the public street. Technically, we don't have to know there's an Erev. There's something called being Mezaka, Ziku. You can make a Kenyan. Let's say in the olden days, they went out with a basket. Everybody dropped in a loaf of bread. They went from home to home. They had 20 loaves of bread, 20 loaves of bread, and they stored it somewhere. We're all together in one of the homes. We're all together here now. So today we don't go around with a basket and everyone drops in a bulkala that, you know, I'm joining the Erev. You have a box of matzahs, and the Rav, or whoever's in charge of the Erev, has somebody lift up the whole box and have in mind to be kind of everybody in the city. They all now have a share, a part in that matzah. It's as if they actually gave that matzah or that bread. But no one told them anything about it. With what is that in Erev? What did that, what did that accomplish? It's not like a lumdish thing that, oh, we have a part in the Erev. The Erev is meant to accomplish something. I would think that if it doesn't accomplish what it set out to accomplish, then it didn't, it didn't really do the job. It really, it's not sufficient to have a part in the Erev if you don't know you have a part in that Erev. And there are a number of Gemaras. The Gemara talks about, like he says over here, there's something called Eruv HaTzeris, something called Shetuf HaMavuais. Just like every courtyard has homes, private homes that open up into the courtyard, the way it was set up in the times of Chazal, where those courtyards then opened up into a big alleyway. Similar to have all the back alleyways here. You have many homes that open up to a back alleyway. Now those, I can't say it's a real mother because we don't have real chatzeris. But if you have an area that has, you know, townhouses that have like a nice chutz with a parking lot and maybe swings, and then that opens up into another big, you know, big uh, alleyway or big street, that's similar to the chutz opening to a mother. If you have five or six chatzeris around the mother, what's going to join the, 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 the mother with the chatzeris? Meaning, each chatz is joined together, we all became one. So you have five chatzeris that became one. If they now then carry from the chatz to the mavui, it's again carrying from like a sort of like a joined area, they're all one, to a very public area where everybody shares this. They have to alleviate that problem too. They have a second similar thing called being mishtatev, to join the mavui together, the same type of, you know, same type of uh, ideas in Erev. The Gemara talks like you can do one, which accomplishes two. The Gemara says, no, there's a concern like the Shtakach Teres Erev. If you're going to do one, make yourself say a Shutuf and Mavuis, not the other. Tinoikis, children won't realize that you have a proper Erev and they might come to carry. So you see, Chazal were very concerned that we should be aware of what's going on. The Rambam says in Alchi Yudzayin, in the Shutuf and it should be Nikr, it should be raised above the ground. You should be able to see it, actually see it. What's the point in that? Because, again, it's not just that it should be there. You should be aware that it's there, and you see it, and you realize what it's all about, that we're all joined together, we're all one, not that we're two separate rishuyas, two separate types of uh, domains. The Beisayisid mentions a, a minig that they would hang the Erev in the shul. It was hung from the ceiling in the shul, it was hanging there. Why should they have the, hang, the matzah hanging from the ceiling in the shul? So just like you see the Ner Tamid, and you know that is there, when you see that matzah hanging, you say, oh, we have our matzah, we're all together, we all live here in the shul, Therefore, we'll, and the idea was that we're all joined together, that every area that's part of our, our area within our walls, it's all one rishus and not separate rishuyas. Now, Hashulchan says that he says, he writes in his time, this is going back 125 years ago, it was in a glass case. This idea, you should be able to see it. You should be able to see it. 
the Sefer Pardis from Rashi mentions that technically, once you make an Erev Chatzeris, we all join together, we all have a part in the, in the Baxa Matzis, it could be once for the next 50 years. As long as that matzah is still edible, doesn't get uh, spoiled, it's a meal, we're all joined together in that meal, and the idea King Chazal said a meal is because that's something which brings people together in a home, that we, we're all part of this household here, is with a meal, with the bread. You could have it when you make the bracha, you do it once, and it lasts for 50 years. Rashi says no, we do it every year, because if, you, if it gets like, if it's there for 20, 30 years, you sort of forget about it. You redo it every year, it reminds you every year again what, what it's all about. What's, what, it's an Arab, it's joining us together, and it's making sure that we should never forget that we're not going to carry from our private home into Rosh Hashanah when we are not joined together. That's the idea. So again, from all these Makairis, it seems very clear that if people don't know there's an Erev Chatzeris, you're not allowed to carry it. Now, the idea is that in as long as many people don't know, even some people don't know, do the children know, do the women know? If they're not aware of it, I'm not paskening, but it's to me a big tzarachil how we mekayim shleim to make sure that we don't carry from a private property into a public domain. That's the first thing I wanted to mention as a ha'ara that you know we we learn through the sheets and we learn through what the idea of erev is. I think I mean, again I will ask our local rabbanim and more of an emphasis should be placed on erev chaseris in order to become properly what Chazal had in mind when they were stuck in Erev Chatzeris. Do you ever find out a lot that they, uh, that they said you should go out and tell people so you don't have to stop? So that's my question. This is my, this, I want to, we have a, nice, a very nice crowd who all learned the halachas. I think it should be discussed. Maybe I'm making so a mistake. Because in those days, it was very simple. You went around with a box, with a bag, and everybody dropped, every household dropped in a loaf. So everybody was aware they were making an Erev. Well, the way the Rambam says it, wherever that voice, it was raised above the ground. You see a special uh, a barrel of wine standing in a chutzah. In, in the, in the, so we're all aware there's something unique here. So if you see it, then you're aware what it is. Like the Rambam says, it was hanging in the shul in a glass case. So everyone who dives in the shul sees this matzah hanging. What's it all about? Oh, this is the meal that we all join together to make sure we're all living here. We're not living as if we, we're not separate anymore. We're all joined together in the whole area. So we're all one. It's brand new. What do we do today? It's a brand new. It's, um, well, the, the truth is, as far as in that big city area, a big city area really is a brand new Matthias. It wasn't around 200 years ago because it, it was impossible. The, like the, the, the Jewish quarter was a much smaller area. This idea of having this huge encompassing area is something which only started, I would say, maybe in Poland in the 1920s. It wasn't really around before that. So it, it, it's, a, it's a new idea. It's a new idea. Um, but yeah, I mean, you add, please, if anybody has, a, has, a, has an idea or an explanation, which could be helpful. I, I'm, I'm all ears. Are these ma'akev with the Abed or the mice who fit the Takana? You, you, so they did things to make it better because you want to fit with the thing, but right. you can't say it's Kachana. I, I, I'm, I'm not going to say it's, it's you know, that you can't carry. My question, though, is that Shlomo wanted something. He wanted to make sure that Anoshim, Noshim Vitaf, men, women, and children, will never mistake that you can carry from a private home into a Shasarabim. Because it looks like it, right? In a big city, especially, it becomes even, I think, magnified. The bigger the city and the bigger Molotov the bigger possibility is to make a mistake, especially in carrying. I, I know people who, have, who are not aware of it and they, they end up carrying in other places. 
Well, I figured telling us now because we're, we're doing the new building, we'll do like the shul and bells in, in Yerushalayim and have the air fesseris in the base measures because that's what they have. Okay, okay, so listen. We'll have that. a special bar. That could be. That's the best that's the best that's the yeah, exactly. Is, is there one? It's on top of Rabbi Bess's fridge or something. <laughs> <laughs> That's where it is? Yes. Does that necessarily assume 100% participation? Because if somebody decides to opt out, does that create an interruption? It, it's a very, very big problem. It's a big problem. The person opts out of being part of the Ariv, that is a serious problem. And uh, I, for everyone, for everyone, everyone. It's, it's like the drama says, all the shechenim, all the neighbors have to join together. Any neighbors are out, that creates a problem. So everyone doesn't hold by the So I would, assume, I, I would assume that a person says, I don't hold the area of meeting, I'm, I'll use the words machmer for myself. But I'm not going to ruin it for others. So I'm not going to carry, but if they need me to be part of the pass, them to be out there. Yeah, so then that... Yes, they, they, exactly. Maybe they tell you not to do it, but they, they're all part of the meal. That meal, the shul, I have a part of it. I might not use the Erev. I might tell you not to use the Erev. But as far as the fact that everyone is joined together, we're joined together. You know, again, I'm not, I can't speak for everyone. Maybe there are those that feel very super strongly about it. And they say, you're not allowed to have an Erev, therefore I'm not going to be part of it. That is a problem. The place can talk, the place can talk about it. One person can mess up the whole city. Because that, he has a part in the Chatzar also. Guests who, who uh, go to a neighborhood for, for Shabbos, how are they supposed to yes. know that there's an Arab was there What's their responsibility? Um, well, I guess if, if before they're going to carry, they're going to ask their host, what's the situation in the city? So the host will tell them, we have the walls, and we have the strings, and we have the Arab. Therefore, you should you know, be aware that everyone's carrying you know, properly. That's they, don't the, need, they don't need to add on to the past. No, no. No, Archim don't they don't... It's talked about if a person leaves the neighborhood and another person moves in, but usually in these cases, everything is taken care of in, you know, in the proper way and everything is done properly. Okay, so that was the first thing I think I mentioned. You know, it's, it's something worth talking about. Those that have in here, they can speak of a brand, they're a Levard, those that have in elsewhere, could bring it up as a discussion. I'm sure the rabbi will tell you it's perfectly fine, don't worry about it. Um, okay, the second, the second Indian was that um, it's possible for a person to have two, two or three homes. So usually it's a home in Los Angeles maybe and something else in Florida or in Israel. But you could have three or four homes in Los Angeles. Now, anytime a person is, an, is a neighbor, is a resident in a chotzer, they have to contribute to the, to the bread, to the meal of the chotzeris. Do they have to contribute to five neighborhoods? They're only living in one, let's say, on Shabbos. The other four, they're not being part of or they only sort of maybe eat in one. The other ones are just, if they're ever in another part of town, they could take a nap there, they could you know, sleep there at night, they have a shalom zacher, they don't want to walk home, they'll sleep in the, other, in the other place. But the main home where they eat is one single residence. So the Gemara has a question that it was understood, it says, Ben Nafcha had five different chatseris in Usha, we lived in five different, different courtyards, and they came to the Chachamim, and they said he only asks in one place. Only one place does he have to contribute to the bread of the Erev Chatzeris. Machlek is Rav Shmuel, which place? The place where he sleeps or the place where, where he eats? That was the question. 
So I was thinking, you know, tonight is, we already say Alvi Yavah, it's Rishchidosh Kislev. So I thought maybe it's an idea, we could maybe pull together Erev Chatzeris and Halakas Ner Chanukah. That's why I chose this part of the Gemara, because in Halacha, the Paiskim compare the halacha, this Machlaikis that is mentioned regarding Erev Chatzeris to where a person should light his Ner Chanukah. What does that mean? That the Gemara seems to say that what is the main component of a person's residence? How does a person decide where they live? Is it where they eat or where they sleep? Why is this my home? Is it because I eat here or because I sleep here? What's the ikr? So we paskin that makam pitagar, where a person has his meals, that's their home. So the courtyard where he has his meals, that's where he has to contribute to the Erev Chatzeris. Otherwise, he'll aser. He'll, 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 he'll uh, cause a situation where they can't carry in that chatzah. So the Taz and Hilchus Hanukkah learns, this is his understanding, that Zemachlikas HaPaiskin, if a person goes away for Shabbos Hanukkah, they go to their parents, they go to the in-laws, or for that matter, they go to a hotel for Shabbos Hanukkah. Their in-laws don't have room for everyone to sleep, so everyone's going to eat in the big dining room, but some people will be sleeping in apartments or basements, whatever is next door or down the block. So they'll be eating the meal in one home and sleeping in another home. Where should they light their Ner Hanukkah? So the Gemara says over here, seems to say, that when a person has two places where they're living, two homes, and we paskin, while Kapita Gemara, a person has their meals, that's their home. That's their home. So these are the words that the Taz brings. The Taz brings that the Marshal, who was from the earlier Paiskim, older than the Ramah even, says, Chosin of his son-in-law, eating by his in-laws, by his father-in-law. If he has the ability, he says, meaning he says, the couple went away. Both went, the whole family went away. And there's no one at home. Because if someone's at home, then there's the halacha called achsanoi, and a person's a guest. They didn't close up shop in their home. Their wife is still there, their kids are still there. The husband went away for shops. So then the halacha really technically is, as long as the wife lights at home, the husband doesn't light at all. Because chazal and masakin, a person has to make sure that there's a ner Hanukkah in their bias. So as a wife could light the Hanukkah, the ner Hanukkah in the bias. So it was the sky in the, the, the mitzvah was make sure that there's an Erechanik in the bayis, it's there. The wife lit it, his kids lit it. He, if he wants, if he wants, Mahadran said you could light in the place you know, where you are. But you don't have to technically. If there's nobody at home, that says, the halacha, the ikar din, the person doesn't have to light there, they just have to give some money to the owner of the home, and they say they buy some of the, you know, a percentage in the, in the neiris and the oil. And the, the Balabais lights it, and they're Makamitz with that. Makamitz with that. The Mashal says, in this situation where a person is eating by the in laws, but sleeping in a separate apartment, he says, you should light where you're sleeping. You should light where you're sleeping. So the Taz says, that doesn't, the Gemara doesn't seem to say that. The Gemara says, that the Makamachila is the main residence of a person. And he says, and he looks, he learns into the Ramah and the Rajba that that's what they're saying. You shall light by the Makam Achila. You don't light by the Makam you're sleeping. So the person was in a hotel for Shabbos. I'm not sure, I guess, his fire laws and all that, you know, with all that and with a light. But you have a question, should you light 
in the room where you're sleeping or in the communal dining room. According to the, the Taz, the person should light where they eat in the communal dining room. There is a psaq from Ramesha Feinstein that he was asked, many yeshivas have this. There's a dormitory that's meant for sleeping, but then there's a dining room that's meant for eating, not necessarily the same building. Some yeshivas have everything all under one roof, and some have, they're split up. They have the, maybe the, the apartments where people will be sleeping, and they have a, a dining room that, that's big enough for everybody to all eat together. So seemingly here too, based on this taz, you would say, light in the dining room, because that's considered your bias, your home, because that's where you eat, that's where you eat your meals. The place where you sleep, that's makam lina. We don't paskin like that. We paskin makam pitagar, makam achila. The main place of residence is where you eat. Ramesha Feinstein said that the, 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 the bachrim, the talmidim, in the dormitory should light in their dorm room. And he says, That's the dormitory where you sleep. In, in, in the yeshiva building, when you're in a big dining room, you don't have any specific space or area that's yours. But if you have a dormitory that has 20 rooms and two or three talmidim in each room, that's their dorm room. No one says, like, it's my dining room. But in the dormitory room, that's my room. That's meyuchedle, it's specific, it's more set aside for those one, two, or three boys that sleep in the room, it's theirs. The dining room is not anybody's. That's communal, it's for everybody. So Ramesha says that a person should light what's more meyuchedle, what's considered his, his room, his room. It seems to be a svara. That means in the Gemara that says, makam pitagaram, makam linagaram, when you have a choice of two residences, Ramesha Feinstein adds in a whole new svara, a whole new component. That if you have a situation where your makam achili is communal and you don't have any specific rights to it, and your makam achila is, is, is communal, but in your makam shina, when you sleep, is meyuchilai, that you do have rights to it, he's, I think he's saying you'd like there. You would like there. So in a hotel, for example, technically speaking, unless maybe you could say as far that's all one big building, if it's one big building, you know, that's. Uh, you have to, you know, Mavar. But technically speaking, the right place to light according to Ramesha would be in the room that you, that you rented. It's your specific space. This is me. This is, this is my room. I, I own it. That's Momi Yuchidlai. The Minigayulim, I think, generally, is to light in Makamachil. Even in Yeshivas, I think most Yeshivas will say to light in the dining room. And besides the problem of, you know, fire hazards and all that, but I think it's been accepted along the lines of the Taz, to light in the Makam Achila. Oh. Now, I, I'm not sure if Rabbi Moshe Feinstein is saying something specific to Hadlokas Ner Hanukkah, this idea of a Makam Yuchile, a place that's his as opposed to communal. Meaning, let's say these same boys that are in the yeshiva, and their dormitory room is four blocks away, is in a different, a different apartment complex, and their dining room is in the yeshiva courtyard. So would you say the same idea? That normally we say everything is based on Malkam Achila. And since they all eat here, this is their residence. So they, have to, they would have to either contribute here or not have to contribute at all because they're all eating together on the same table. But the place where the dormitory is, that courtyard, that apartment building, they don't live there, technically, as far as Shabbos is concerned, because that's their Malkam Shina. 
But Ramesha Feinstein is saying as far that if a person has a makam yuchadloi, then that does become their main residence. There's, the, there's, there's a, a residence of eating, but then there's a residence of what's really my home. If it's more miyuchet to me, that's my home. So is Ramesha saying this svara specific to Narchanaka? Or is he saying this svara would apply to Eruvah Chatseris? That Ramah? Oh, okay. So let me read that Machaber. Let me read that. Is it on the paper here? Achsenoi, the Achsenoi one? Okay. Achsenoi, that's in the Shochanach Tafresh Ein Zayin. Achsenoi Shemadlik Al Vebeisai. If he has no one lighting from at his own home, Tzorich loses prut to the Balabais. He must give a coin to the Balabais, the Shtatevimai, to join, to buy a chalik. In the, in the candle, or the, the oil, or the wick, whatever it is. B'Shem HaShanach If he has his own, he's, at, he's, staying at, he's a guest at someone's home, but he has his own doorway, meaning like many homes have a side door with an apartment there, it's part of the regular home, but there's a way to get in and out from a side door. He has his own Pesach. He must light by that door, by that, his own private door. Even though that room is just his sleeping room, he's going to be eating in the dining room with, with, with the owner of the home, with the balabais. That room is just for sleeping. He still has to light there. He eats at the dining room table, he still shall light there. Why is that? That's Ahlochachad. In the time of Chazal, the place that people lit was by the doorway outside. If a person sees that the guest part of the house, the side door, someone's coming in and out, there's someone living there, and he drives, walks by there on Hanukkah and it's dark, there's no near Hanukkah there. He'll say to himself, this fellow's not allowed near Hanukkah. Chazal were very concerned that the people shouldn't do things that make people wonder, are they doing the right thing or not? You know, Chazal didn't say, oh, we'd like, mind your own business. It was very important to make sure that, you know, a person behaves in a standard that everyone assumes they're doing the right thing. So this room, which has a Pesach, is no Ner Hanukkah there. Chazal concerned and said, you should light. Make sure to light there. You're, it's true, you're living in the home and you have the dining room table and all that. Light by your door. Same thing with a son eating at his father's house. Nowadays, they we light b'fnei mamish, light b'makum she'oichel, v'chein and that's the minute. Okay. So, so Rabbi Ari brought up that the Mechaber says over here very clearly that even though a person has a makam oichel, but he still should light in the place where he sleeps, but that's b'nei achshad. So now b'zman hazeh, the Ramah is saying, we don't have a b'nei achshad anymore because we all light on the inside. No one's going to pass by your house and say, I don't see anything by the door because it's not, you know, we don't do it. No one lights by the door. Everyone's lighting inside. So therefore, the, the, the Ramah is saying that we don't have to The Taz understood this to mean that the Ramah is telling you a general halacha here. If a person has two homes, on, uh, two homes where she lies in in a sleeping home or the eating home. To me, that's a very big chiddush. The, 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 the Ramah is basically in the halacha of Achsenoi which just mentioned a halacha called chshad, concern that a person shouldn't think you're lying in the wrong place. And that the Ramah is just saying, there is no chshad, because we lie inside. 
the Taz, I think, took it very, very, you know, uh, a little bit of an extreme. That when the Ramah says, the person should like makam she'aychel, the Taz said that the Ramah is telling you a general halacha, the proper makam to like is by the makam achila. The, the, the Levush, and the Levush says this, that all, that all the Ramah is saying is that What's that extra word, Bifnim Mamish? Just say Malikim Bifnim, we lie indoors. What's Bifnim Mamish? Now, there are many Menhogim with Halakas and Hanukkah. I think some people still, I mean, they light outdoors. I think even in Chutzla, some people light outdoors. Some people light indoors, but they put it on, on right by the doorway on the inside. They light, on the, they light on the doorway, on the inside of the doorway. Some people put on the dining table. And that's what the Gemara says. Once there was a sakana to light outside, it's enough to put on, on your table. There are those that want to be mekayim close enough to the Hakanah's Chazal, and they put it by the door on the inside. The Ramah seems to say, mamish means as opposed to by the doorway, he says, all the way inside, by the Makkah Machila, on your dining table. That's how Levush learns the Ramah. But this I'll tell you an interesting halacha. Right over here, there's a Morgan Avram. It says that the Mechaber says, you shall light by the Pesach where you sleep, even though you don't eat there. You don't eat there. That's not your eating room. Your eating room is in the dining with the, with the Balabais. That's just your sleeping room. So if you, get, you go straight halacha the way the Taz understood, that how do we decide where you should light? Always decide, the deciding factor is wherever your meals are. So now, the person who lights by that door of his sleeping quarters, would he make a bracha on that hadlaka? Would he, would he say a bracha on the hadlaka? Snogram says no, because you're only doing it I'm really part of the household. So people should not be chayshed me, chayshed b'kshayim we call it, so I want to make sure I set it up properly. No one's going to think otherwise. My nechanak is there. But the Maghreb Ram says, now, he says, one second. If you're lighting there, are you also being mishtatif bepriti? Are you also giving coins towards the nechanak of Baal So the, the Maghreb Ram says in Eiz Dalid, he says, lahavik bepischai, vekivon shehatam b'pneachshad, since the reason why you're lighting there is only because people should not be chayshed you, ain't tzarach levarach. I have to make a bracha. When she calls him in tough, in tough reshay and hey, the other halach is you can have a person who has a home. His home has two has two entrances on different different sides of the street. The halach is light on both sides, but you don't make a bracha on both sides. Meaning, a person has one on Pico and one on uh, with Robertson. So if a person walks the way on one side, he'll see it's dark. Make sure, but you relit on the other side. You do what you're supposed to, but make sure to light on both sides. You don't say a bracha on both sides. You say a bracha on one side. You become the mitzvah, you put on the other one, Here, this person is only lighting one. One Pneachshad. He's not even not lighting two. The other one is really the house of the Baal So the Magravam says, the Yesh Lechalik. Maybe in our situation it's different. The Machlashakal explains. He says, Avil Hashta, the Mavlik of Pneachshad, he's lighting his own, his own Hadlaka. He's not taking a, a, a part with the Baal Hadlaka. Vada Dainim Shtatif. So he's not giving a coin to the Balabais. He's using his own Nerchanika by his own side door. Imkain Chai Mitzaradin. Then Ibazai, this is not a Khshad Halakha anymore. This becomes his main Hadlaka. Vitzavilchengivarakh, he should make a bracha. 
So in a regular case, when a person has two entrances to his home, and he made a bracha on one side, and he's going to the other side, you're not doing the mitzvah properly, you don't make a second bracha. But in this case, there's only one door of Bnei Achshad. The Machlashaka says, the Magram says, I think you should make a bracha there. Now let me ask you, according to the Taz, how in the world can you make a bracha there? That's Makam Shina. It's not a bias. It's not your base dira. Your base, the deciding factor base dira is your meals. Where is he eating? The Balabai's dining room table. So that's my dira. This side, side uh, entrance, it's not a dira. It's a base. It's a base shina. It's a makom lina. Why would the Bhagavad say you can make a bracha there? I just give a. I give you just a a, a, um, a marshal, an extreme marshal, and that same taz. I think you have it on the paper there. The taz says, as much as I'm I'm saying, and I, I feel Zaka taz very strongly that makom achila is the criteria, the deciding factor. He says, what are you going to say if a person left his home? at 3 o'clock in the afternoon on the Sunday of, of Hanukkah and he's heading to a Hanukkah party. And it's, out of, you know, it's about a half hour drive. He's heading to, to the valley from this area to a Hanukkah party. So he gets there and now it's uh, 5 o'clock or whatever time he normally would like. So he says, great. I'm having the Hanukkah party here now. So it's my Malcolm Achila. So he, he says, anybody have an extra menorah? He's about to light the Ner Hanukkah. So the Taz says, no, that, 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 that's ridiculous. He says, that's not called your home. You, you have your home, you have a full-fledged home in the same city. He says, you're just here to eat. That's not called your Mokka If a person has two homes, two full-fledged homes, you have to decide which one. Or a person left his home, is another city, and took up residence in two places, one for sleeping, one for eating, we have to decide what's the main residence. But if a person has his residence and he's just eating somewhere, what is the example? A person going to a wedding. He goes to a wedding, a wedding hall, also a half hour from the, I've seen it set up, you know, set up a table for the ability to make a, a Lakhsan Hanukkah. And I'm sure the Rabbanim sanctioned that. I'm sure it's, you know, it's fine. But the way the Taz says it, he says, that's not called the Makam Achila. And he says, the, the, the Lashon he says is like this. He says, in this situation where you're just here for a Hanukkah party, just going to be here for an hour or two. The Yashim will come and go right back to your house and you're going to sleep there. There is no Svara in the world to say that you may light there. Not to light in your own home. It's as if you're standing in the street and you want to light the Menorah on the street corner. This is not your home. You can't be malak on a street corner. Chazal said the place for Alaka is Pesach Beisai, or somewhere in your home. This is not your home. Malak Kavua, exactly. Malak Kavua, that is his home. But if a person comes for an hour or two to a place to have a supper there, that the Taz says he doesn't see any way to call that Malak Achila. So I'm just borrowing from that Taz. The Taz says if it's not your bias, then you, don't, you can't light there. It's like lighting in the middle of the street. Now, if we're going to decide that a makim shina, a residence for sleeping, is not a bias, your bias is your makim achila, then how can the makim say you can make a bracha there? You're lighting the middle of the street. Chazal said you have to light it in, in a bias. The doorway, the window, and the table, somewhere in a home. The home is where halakas and take place, not in the middle of the street. So just like I've come to a home that's not my home, 
because it's not my mokum kviyus to eat. I'm eating it just for a Hanukkah party. So Dr. Taz, that's like sim- it's, it's similar to lighting the street. So if you have a, a mokum shina and a mokum achila, your mokum achila is your home. The mokum shina is not a bias. It's not a dira. It's not my home. So how could the machzashat and the say that if you decide to light it with a bracha and not be mishat and preeti, it's okay. It would seem to me that Magabram doesn't hold like the Taz. He doesn't, he's saying that the halacha that, the, that we're discussing in Hilchas Ner Hanukkah is not connected to the halacha of Yerubah Hatzeris. There is a halacha that if a person has two homes, they're two full-fledged homes. They really are, they're homes. He, um, you know, he, he could list it as, uh, what is it called, the primary, primary residence. They're both primary residences, they're real homes. If, I'm gonna, if it's a question of who, which chutz am I going to answer, who are the ones that by me being here, I, I created a, a problem for them to carry? That Chazal said, you know, we're not going to say you have five homes, you ask them in five places. Then we're going to say only one place, we'll go to Makam But it does mean Makam Pshin is not a bias. Of course it's a bias. Of course it's a dira. So Zakta Mogan Avram, if you want to like it, it's a Beis Lina, is also a bias. The Taz is saying, seemingly, that it really isn't a bias. Chazal decided a bias, a residence, a prime residence only was what, uh, what's Kevei, what's the designing factor? Makam Achila, not Makam Shina. So the Taz would say, I think that you can't make a brother. Okay, so after all is said and done, the, I, think the, I think what I would like to take away is the first question that is it important that it is a, a citywide Erev, that's a kosher Erev, but the word Erev doesn't mean the walls, it doesn't mean the, the, the Surah HaPesach. It means the Erev Chatseris. Is it important and maybe is it crucial that the whole community should, know, should be aware of it? That's question number one. And question number two that we could learn from the halacha of the is if a person goes away for a Shabbos or an evening, will apply the rules of Erev Chatseris to Ner Chanukah to help decide where a person should live in Ner Chanukah. If that person has any questions, I think they should ask their Rav or the Rosh Hashiva to clarify um, that halacha question. Thank you very much.